Welcome to Burgess Power Hour. We are now recording, and we have people from all around the country. I don't know if I have my Canadians on or my Hawaii people on or my Malaysia people on. Are any of you guys in the house right now? Okay, so I just want to welcome all of you who are here, and I have not um, muted you. However, if you have background noise, you might want to mute yourself. You hit star six. Uh, or you could just mute if you have your cell phone, just mute. Um, or if there's a lot of background noise, I will go ahead and just mute everybody, uh, and you can unmute yourself if you hit star six again. So basically, um, I'm going to be, for those of you who have never experienced Burge's Power Hour, get ready to get Burged, and uh-huh. we are going to be speaking about and sharing with each other about the essence of leadership. So tonight is all about being a conscious leader, the essence of leadership. So those of you who know me, you know I'm all about the essence. So tonight is how how can you be a better leader? Or those of you who feel like I'm not a leader, or maybe you do know you're a leader, and what are the qualities of even being a better leader than what you may or may not think you are at the moment? And what does that mean? And for those of you who know, who have been on my calls, I've been doing this for years, and have, of course, been to any of the workshops, essenceofbeing.com, you're welcome to check me out there. And um, you know that I love to do experiential stuff. So get a pen and a paper ready. Those of you who are driving, don't do that. Uh, we are recording, so everybody who registered on the call tonight will be getting a recording of this. So that's all good. So you'll be able to go back and listen to it again and perhaps write down more things as we go along. So, uh, again, uh, if you have background noise, just star six or mute yourself so I don't have to mute you. But, again, if um, if I hear a lot of it, I'll just have to go ahead and mute everybody. And then you can always hit star six to come back in and talk. Cause, you know, I love to hear what you have to say. So the essence of leadership is something very near and dear to me. And I just want to start off with um, uh, a lot of things have happened in my uh, circle right now. I have, I've had some people leave the planet uh, very recently, and so I'm trying to be uplifting and be a good leader. <laughs> so well, the first part of being a good leader is, uh, or a great leader is just show up, right? So here I am. I'm showing up even though I'm hurting inside. So uh, let's start with um, leadership. So if you go to essenceofbeing.com, you'll see that our next and our last workshop we're doing of Essence of Being, which is our flagship class, is in October in Atlanta. It's the last one we're doing this year, October 5th through the 7th. So I'll repeat that again at the end of the call. But I'm going to have some home play for you. I'm going to give you a lot of things to think about. And uh, we're going to go digging around in uh, your brain right now. So here's the thing. What is leadership? What is the essence of leadership? What does that mean? And so Webster's Dictionary or one of the dictionaries talks about leadership can be described as the ability of an individual to influence, motivate, and enable others to contribute toward the effectiveness and success of an organization or group. 
So it's kind of cool that that's a definition because our mission here at Essence of Being is to, we, we are building. We are building for the last 25 years. I've been in doing this for 37 years. But for 25 years, we have been building a global movement, and you're part of it, of conscious leaders empowering others to create a win-win world. So that's what we're doing here together. We're going to gather all of this. We're kind of stirring up the cauldron here and gathering it all up so that you can understand a little more perhaps about how to lead and get some perhaps some inspiration and motivation and, and understand how you are an influencer in your world, no matter where you are, no matter what you do. Okay? So you do make a difference. So it's really important to understand what is the operational definition of a leader. And everybody has their own ideas of that, right? Everybody has an idea of what a leader is. So we're going to try to define what my operational definition of a leader is. And just for those of you who have an organization or are leading groups, great. Those of you who are just leading families, that's definitely an organization. So in my mind, everybody can be a conscious leader. So great leaders, they don't set out to be a leader. They set out to make a difference. So it's never about the role of being a leader. It's always about the goal, you know, or the outcome of what you want to create by making a difference. Okay, so it doesn't matter where you are in your life right now, what business you're in, what whatever you're doing, no matter how old you are, wherever you come from, okay, if it's really about setting out to make a difference, and you can be a great leader. So what I want you to do to start with, okay, is I want you to go ahead, like I said, have a pen and paper down, and just I want you to jot down a couple of aspects about leaders that think about leaders in your life leaders that you can think of right now what do you admire about them what qualities or aspects do you admire in leaders that you know so go ahead and just take a minute just jot down a couple things jot down any kind of qualities or aspects you think a great leader might have and think about people you admire that you think are good or great leaders. Just come up with a couple that you can think of or as many as you can in the next uh, 20 seconds or so. you can keep writing uh, as we go along, but I want you to look at that list. Uh, Look at what you wrote down and ask yourself, do you have any of those qualities? (laughs) (laughs) So give me a shout out. Who wrote down some things so I can hear what you wrote down? 
This is Audrey. I'm laughing because I have all of them. It's just well, that I have like it to be even more. What did I write down? Uh-huh. They're caring. They're smart. They go very deep. They're active and activated. They're taking appropriate action. They're contributory to others and themselves. They think about and create the good of others as well as their self. They ask for support when it's needed. They listen. They're visionaries. They are deal with their own internal aspects and they're evolving. What else? They meditate. That's really important to me. And they have, I call it the connection to source, spirit, whatever one's word is. And that's what I wrote down. And do wow. I have that? Yes, I do. Wow, Audrey. Wow, you wrote fast, my friend. Okay. That's I a did. lot. Man, you're like, Brrr. okay. So that's awesome. You wrote that down, and those are the things that are operational definitions of what a leader is to you, and you look at that and you say, yes, I align with all of those. Therefore, I, do. I admire that in myself and that I'm a leader in that. Now, some of some others of you may not have that. Uh, let me get one more person just to shout out what they wrote down. Hi, Birds. This is Diana. Hi, Diana. Um, how are you? I'm good. I can't wait to see good. you. Good. I know. Me, me neither. I'm looking forward to unconference. Um, the ability to listen, to ask questions. Perfect. You know, and willingness to say that they're wrong and learn from it. Awesome. And do you have That's, those qualities? I believe so. Okay. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you finish? No, that was yeah. I can't write as fast as Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. All right. So she had a different, um, some similarities and some differences. So everybody has their own little idea of, or big idea of what a leader is. And then ask yourself all the things that you wrote down. Just. If you want to be a better leader in your life, no matter what you are doing, okay, whether you're just leading yourself or you're leading the world or an organization or a group or a tribe or a family, okay, so just notice if you don't align with what you wrote down because part of becoming and stepping into the powerful experience of a leader that you are is really becoming that leader that you admire in others, okay? So what I want to do is I want to give you 13 different qualities that I have that I have an operational what leaders do, okay, and what makes a great essence of leadership. And then we're going to do a little survey, a little success survey um, that you'll get to dig a little bit, a little bit more about yourself and see where you show up with that. So I'm gonna, and then I'll give you some tools, okay? So these are 13 different uh, qualities that I believe is important to be the essence of a courageous and conscious leader. And I say courageous because that's number one, is to have courage. So one of my qualities that I want to share with you is having courage with passion. Okay? And what that means is courage, the definition for courage for me, as those of you who have taken essence of being, you know, courage is commitment plus doubt plus action. Courage comes from the heart, liqueur. The word comes from the heart, liqueur, which is French for heart. 
And if you lead with your heart and you have commitment, in other words, you're committed to the journey, you're committed to the outcome, you're committed to the goal, you're committed to the vision of what it is that you are choosing to create, even though you have doubts, and we all have doubts that come up from time to time, but you still take action. And you do so with passion, willing to do whatever it takes. So for me, the first aspect or quality is really having courage and passion. And again, the definition of courage to me is commitment plus doubt plus action. That equals courage. The second thing that I think is important is empathy. Now, empathy means to me is having compassion for yourself and others. Don't forget about yourself, because I know a lot of us beat ourselves up, don't we? We really beat ourselves up about decisions we make or have made. But empathy is really having compassion for ourselves and for others, to put ourselves in those other people's shoes. So if you're a leader of a family or a company or an organization or a group or yourself, just put yourself in in those other shoes. Put yourself in how how you don't have to be that other person that you're working with, but have empathy for them. So that's the compassion piece that's really, really important to me. And the third thing is having effective communication And let me go into this a little bit into depth about what does that mean, effective communication. As some of you have already written down, an effective communicator listens. So the more you listen, the better leader you become, I think. So listening is really, really important. And in the essence of being, as you know, in the other classes, we talk about some of the blocks that we have around listening But to be an effective communicator, you have to, number one, be present. In other words, be here, be in the moment, be present. Don't be somewhere else thinking about other things, being distracted. Take responsibility for your own thoughts, your beliefs, and your own actions. That is being an effective communicator, is taking responsibility for your beliefs, your thoughts, and your actions. Creating synergy, which is one way to be an effective communicator, and I'm going to go into that in a little in a minute. I'll go into depth about what that means. Creating synergy, and the fourth thing about becoming a better effective communicator is telling your truth, telling your truth with compassion while you listen to others. Now. There are many, many ways to communicate. And one of the best ways to understand about this isn't going to be about essence of communication because that's a whole other power hour I do and a whole other class I do, okay? But because it's so important about how you communicate and how you come across to people, I want to give you some distinctions of some different styles of communicating because here's what happens when you have a family or a business or a relationship or a group of people or whoever you're leading or talking with or being with, we all think we're each other, right? We think we're little mini-me's. We think, hey, 
I talk fast, so that person, you know, is going to understand me because I talk fast. So I'm I'm a certified DISC uh, consultant, and DISC is the D-I-S-C is what it's called. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing, except there are four different behavioral styles of communication that you can look at the behavior of someone. And you're going to be able to tell how to communicate with them. Okay, so I teach people how to do that, but basically there are different styles of of communication, and here the the problem or the issue or the challenge comes from being a leader is how do I communicate to someone who doesn't communicate the same way I do? How can I get through to that person? You know, this is really good about husband and wife too, or relationships too, but the four the four different uh, styles or dominance was one of them, and a dominant person they really they're they like things very direct and fast. There's the influencer, and the influencer likes things very direct and fast as well. There's the steadiness person on this profile of these styles steadiness. They like things very slow and indirect. And then there's compliance or conscientious on this quadrant, conscientious or compliance. And they like slow and indirect as well. So just to give you an example, if I am, and I'm an ID, I'm an influencer and dominant. I like things fast and direct. So if I go to someone like my husband who is also dominant, but he's also conscientious and compliant, he likes to know, he he likes to get information slow and indirect. So if I go to him going very fast and direct and telling him all about my feelings and all of these things about this is how I feel and these are the decisions I want to make, he's going to shut down because he does not communicate that way he wants it slower and he wants to know why so the dominant person wants to know who the influencer wants to know i'm sorry the dominant person wants to know what the influencer wants to know who who's going to be there the steadiness wants to know how and the conscientious person wants to know why so there's so many, and I could I could do a, a whole day of this profile that I work with, but just to kind of give you the overview is that if you've got people in your team or people in your life and they don't speak the same way you do, if you come in there trying to speak, this, thinking that they listen to you because you're talking fast to them, I do that with my kid all the time. I talk really fast to him and I overpower him because I'm very direct and... and uh, fast talker, and he's very slow. It overpowers him, and it shuts him down. He does not compute. So it's hard for him to hear what I have to say. So what I have to do is be con- I have to be conscious. That's what a conscious leader is. I have to be conscious of my own behavior, my own style, my own way of communicating, and be conscious of who I'm, spo- who I'm speaking to. And slow down. 
and be indirect and give the reasons why, even though that's not how I like information or or how I like to communicate. Okay. The four, so hopefully that gives you something to a little bite size <laughs> a little bite sized lesson there in communication. So um when you come to essence of communication you'll get the whole thing. So the fourth quality of a leader in my world is you have to have emotional intelligence and understand emotional intelligence. And what that means there are so many ways of having communication. There's nonverbal communication. So many of us, we fight or we have flight or we freeze. These are the responses that we have when someone comes, when they talk to us. These And the people that we talk to have the same kind of responses. They either fight, they want to fight us, or they want to run, or they want to freeze, and they shut down. And these responses are generated from our past experience. And the good news is we it can be relearned. We can relearn ourselves or reteach ourselves to respond instead of react, the same way we always have in a stressful situation. So these are learned responses that we have learned from a very young age, and we can unlearn them, okay, from our past and learn how to respond in different ways. And how you do that is you develop skills for controlling and managing overwhelming stress and thereby becoming a more effective communicator and a leader. So emotional intelligence also is understanding that a lot of times people don't tell you their truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you have to kind of know, go behind the words. And this is a skill that you can learn how to do. You go behind the words to really feel into, tap into on that emotional level. What are they really saying here? And that you can really understand that and feel that through your nonverbal communication. So if you can go through somebody's words and go behind the words and really get what they are feeling or what they're saying or why they're saying it, then you will absolutely be able to be heard and they will be able to hear you and you'll be able to acknowledge them and they're going to feel acknowledged. It's really, really important to feel acknowledged and heard. We all want that, right? Right. So emotional intelligence is is definitely big on the list for me. And it's a skill that you can learn and just tap into. We all have it. We just forget about it. Maybe we don't know about it. So that's the fourth one. One, two, three, four. The fifth one is personal responsibility. And I said that that makes you a better communicator. It also makes you a better uh, leader because if you, what that means is you take responsibility for your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own actions and stop blaming or shaming or making excuses because what that does is you are demonstrating to your team or to your people or your friends or your family or your business or your group or whoever you're leading 
you're demonstrating to them and modeling for them what a leader does. They say, I take responsibility for my thoughts, my beliefs, and my actions. And some of you even you know, talked about that, saying you're wrong sometimes. It's okay. But doing it without shaming yourself, doing it without blaming other people for the situation, and doing it without justifying. Because if you blame other people or shame yourself or make excuses, that wastes time in an organization because nothing really gets done. Nothing really changes. And people that have taken my classes, you know, it's the BMW, bitch, moan, and whine. Bitch, bitch, moan, moan, whine, whine. Nothing really shifts. It feels good, but nothing really, nothing really happens. So this is a big one, taking that personal responsibility. Now, this does not mean you are responsible for anybody else's actions. That's not what this means. You're not responsible for their beliefs or their thoughts. You are not responsible for their feelings either. Okay? So that's a big one, and I could do a whole day on that as well. So I'm uh, just trying to give you the highlights here. One, two, three, four, five. Number six is that synergy, creating synergy. So as a leader, synergy is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And that is what really makes a high-performance championship team or group or organization or family is creating a space to have synergy. One plus one equals three, meaning that there's there's yourself and that's that other person and you come together it makes a whole other person. It makes a whole other energy. It makes a whole other entity because you are respecting each other's opinions and coming to some type of conclusion that if you all work together, you're always going to, the whole is always going to come out ahead as opposed to each individual person trying to do it on their own. So when you're creating a team, or if you're a leader of whatever it is you're a leader of, you always want to keep that in mind, I need to create synergy so that I understand that we're doing this together. And doing it together, you know, there's no I in team. You've heard that before. So doing it together and creating things together is always going to be better it's going to, the whole is greater than each individual person trying to do their own thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. Number seven is know your blind spots. Everybody has them. So if you, to me, a great leader knows their blind spots uh, and they're willing to look at them. We all have things that we just can't see. And it's right in front of our face, but we just can't see it. So if we can just identify what our blind spots are, they won't be blind anymore. But be willing to look at that, to be willing to say, you know what, I did not see that. That's a blind spot for me. Number eight is 
trusting and co- with cooperation. A great leader has to have a, have a little bit of trust and want to cooperate, which means you have to let go of control a little bit. So in order to cooperate with people, you have to be able to trust them. And of course, as you know, in all the classes and all my my experiences and workshops and play shops, trust is a big deal, right? We have to learn how to trust ourselves and others in order to play in this win-win world that we're all a part of, creating together as conscious leaders. So we have to let go of the control a little bit. In order for me to cooperate with somebody, I've got to let go of the control to trust them enough. Now, many of us have been burned, many of us have been betrayed, many of us have been let down. So I know that this is a big deal for some people. It's, And I think you've heard this before perhaps. Uh, tie up your camel, trust in God, but tie up your camel. Or maybe you haven't, but I always thought that was funny. It's like you can trust and be mindful. But in order to cooperate with somebody, you have to have a little bit of trust. And you know what? Trust is a choice. You can choose it or not. So, and there again, I'm kind of going through these very quickly, and like I said, I could do a whole day on each of these. Number nine is integrity. To be an, a, a conscious leader and the essence of a great leader to me is integrity, holding your shape. That's what I mean by integrity, is holding your shape, holding who you are, being who you are, not letting anybody pull you off of your center, which also includes being honest and transparent. Think about all the qualities you admire in these leaders. They, they're transparent for the most part. That honesty and integrity is really, really important. And what that means to me and how I hold myself as a leader of the organizations that I have and have created and been part of and still are, we're creating this global movement. And I have to be, as a fearless leader, I have to be transparent and hold my shape, even though sometimes it's hard. But my vulnerability is my strength. So people know they can trust me, and my word is my bond. So just understand that if you say something and you do not follow through with it, that you're teaching that other person to not trust you. And we're going to go through some tools here in a minute about how do you rebuild trust if that happens. Is this is this good for you guys? Are you getting it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the tenth one is having respect for yourself and others. Having respect. See, true leaders don't create followers they create more leaders 
So if you have respect for yourself and others, then, you know, one of my greatest achievements is creating other leaders. That's a reflection of a great leader to me. Also, a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? And that's a lot of what I do anyway, is a lot of people don't want to go where I take them, but once they get there, they realize it's where they've always wanted to be, and it's, it's just the fear that stops them. So I'll say that again, a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't want to go, but ought to be. I see the value and the innocence and the power and the magnificence in each person, even though they don't see it maybe. Maybe they see a little bit of it, but they're afraid of it. And so a great leader can really just bring that out and say, it's okay. I know you're afraid, but let's go there. So another um, quality or aspect is having boundaries and accountability. And that's something I've got to work on myself with boundaries because a lot of times when you're a leader, um, you know, you, I've, clearly if you're leading somebody in anything, you want to help, you want to support. And so a lot of times I forget about me and therefore my boundaries go out the window and I'm sure I'll talk to you for 25 hours, but I have to remind myself, no, that's not what, uh, that's not really adding value for me. So I have to really respect myself enough to have the boundaries and be accountable and have accountability. And one way to have accountability is you have a feedback loop, okay? So be accountable for your actions and your thoughts and your words. And a feedback loop means that people can give you feedback. Be open to feedback. A great leader is open to feedback. You may not want to hear it, but it's the breakfast of champions. Having that feedback loop about, well, okay, being being accessible to be accountable. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Being accessible to being accountable. Yeah. Yeah, I might not like what you have to say about it, but I'm willing I'm willing to look at it. So number 12, inspire others. A great leader inspires others. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. So we as parents, that's something that we do for our children, right? We inspire, We want to inspire them. So through that inspiration, by the way, we empower others. So it's inspiring and empowering, which goes right back to my vision and my mission of what we're building. We're building the global 
movement of conscious leaders empowering others to create a win-win world. So if you're inspiring, you're empowering. And the last thing is, number 13, is willing to be creative and innovate. I think a great leader has to have some form of creativity and innovation and, or allow that to happen. Now, I don't have to come up with it all. I certainly don't. But if I'm inspiring others to do that, that's part of my own creativity, allowing others to innovate. And I'm probably the worst, my worst critic, you know, because I'm a control freak, I admit it. And I have to remind myself, oh, that's right, wait a minute. I have to keep uh, an ex- I have to keep an environment of creativity and innovation and allow people to to change things. And it's so funny, I have to laugh every time. I'm this huge change agent for people and change just freaks me out, right? So <laughs> I'm being vulnerable with you right now, but that's that's one of my little things that I work on every day. So those are the 13 um, qualities of essence of leadership for me. And that's what I choose to live by. So what I want to do is, is I want you to do a little bit more writing because uh, I want you to just kind of jot down a few things about um, just the first things that come up in your brain, okay? Just the first things that come up in your mind, just write them down. And let's see what comes out of your out of your uh, writing, okay? So the first one is, do I really want to succeed? If it's yes, then why? If it's no, then why? And the second thing I want you to write down is what would make me successful? How would you know you're successful? What would make me successful? How are you going to know when you're there? What's that look like? The next one is, as a leader, 
What are my strengths? Get write down two strengths that you have as a leader, and then write down two weaknesses you have as a leader. As a leader, my two strengths are, and as a leader, my two weaknesses are. Would getting my goal in life, if you're successful as a leader, would getting my goal be good for everyone concerned, and why? Would getting my goal as a leader be good, or being successful, would that be good for everybody concerned, and why? always go back and add to this and finish this up but it's just a it's just a time for you to look at and go hmm any ahas that come out for anybody can let me hear from somebody i haven't heard from yet if you don't mind if you want to share anything any ahas or things you wrote down You have to hit star six. Okay, I'll anybody want to share? Bert. Yep. This is Tamara. Hey Tamara. I think the aha for me was um what would make me successful. And it was really honing in on the clarity of today I did an exercise on clarifying goals. And so that step of clarification of what I really wanted and to complete those goals and those dreams, not just from the money standpoint or this standpoint or that, but just honing in on that clarity of the passion of what that goal was and then completing it. Okay. So basically getting clear? Clear, yeah. You know, yeah. what what makes me what would make me successful is 
you got to clarify and hone in on exactly what you want from a feeling standpoint. Mm-hmm. So remember, clarity leads to power? Yeah. Yeah. So the more clear we are, the more powerful we can become. And the more clear we are about what our goals are or what our successes are or what our outcomes or intentions are or vision or mission, whatever you want to share or talk about or feel. Yeah, I love that. What would be make me successful is being more clear because it certainly gives you direction, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Excellent. Anybody else want to share one more thing? Well, if no one else is going to share, I don't want to be sharing too much. It's Audrey. What you got? Um, okay, it's okay? Sure. So, yeah, I really do want to succeed. Um, and But I'm not always, like lately, especially the last week, I've also had some people pass and that kind of thing. Yeah. I seem to not want to, quote, unquote, work with what I've done and my follow-through, <laughs> okay, especially in the last week, two weeks when this stuff happened, has had somewhat of a question mark. I've done what absolutely needs to be done and all the other stuff kind of went to the side. And do I know that that stuff is important? Yeah, I know. And sometimes I just don't do it. And I honestly don't know how to, I'm not going to make myself do it because I just don't function like that. So it's a bit of a quandary. I do what I do. I pray and I leave it to the universe and somehow stuff is still happening. However, I could be on such, such a higher level. Well, I think think for many of us, Audrey, what happens, uh, I think that happens to most of us at times, and I always come back to the why. If, Mm -hmm. again, which motivates us to get off of our couch or to go do what we don't want to (laughs) do, you know, it's the why. It's the why, the desire, because if you think about the why, and if you have a really, really good why, in those times of doubt, in those times of I just don't want to, if you have a really good why, that motivates all of us to just go ahead and, and um, to me, it moves me along. It moves me to the next spot. And and I know it's going to happen in divine time. That's certainly my mantra That's as well. But mm-hmm. I do have to have a good why or I won't. I don't want to do the things I don't want to do. Who does? Who wants to go do things yeah. I don't want to do, right? So yeah. i I got to have a good why. So, um, you know, I would say for all of us out there, find a, if you ha- find the why. Find the reason why are you getting up every morning. What makes you move towards your next step? And if you don't have a really juicy one, then it's easy to get off course and just kind of hang. So, again, you know, and every now and then we have to rest. But if we have a good why, we'll get back up. Oh, I get up. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. 
So yeah, but not always the way I can move very quickly with or slowly or circuitously. Typical Cancerian Aries rising, but lately, honestly, I seem to be filled with a ton of sorrow. Well, so I'm that'll happen. I beg your pardon. That'll happen from time to time, especially when you tap into what's going on in the world. But also, but also, if things are happening personally for us, when people are. Uh, dying and passing through the veil and going to the next mm-hmm. level, whatever that is, it's you know mm-hmm. it, it can. There's mm-hmm. a ripple effect in in the mm-hmm. fabric of the universe, if you will. Yes, but yes. So I understand that all. So I'm just saying for yes. all of us out there, just thank you, Audrey, for sharing that because you. if you have a why, you know, I mean, it's things are happening in the world, and sometimes we just don't want to do the things that we know to do. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe uh, it's time to rest for a minute and allow mm-hmm. ourselves to be there. And then other times we really need to, uh, you know, reignite that passion that burns in our belly so that we know why we're doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that. Thanks, so, Bridge. I've been doing that. You're welcome. So here are uh, some tools I just want to give all of you about the essence of leadership, and these are. These are the rules of the game, okay? And, again, I want to invite all of you, please come to our last Essence of Being coming up in Atlanta in October. It's October 5th through the 7th, and you can go to essenceofbeing.com, check it out, go through there, and just register, just come. Uh, It's our last one that we're doing this year because I have a lot of graduate-level work I'm doing the rest of the year. So this is our big flagship. So please, if you... um, uh, registered, you're going to get this recording, and will, of course, every month I do this, every third Wednesday. Uh, so the next one will be October 17th, which is uh, on the third Wednesday. I do it the third Wednesday of every month. And by the way, just to give you an idea of what it is, it's going to be about mastery is the measure of being in the flow. Okay, so that's what next month's going to be about, getting ready for our mastery class that we do, which is our five-day residential. So here are some tools for being a good leader, a great leader, the essence of a conscious, courageous leader. Um, speak with good purpose. Always, always speak with good purpose about the people you work with, the people you're with. Try not to gossip behind people's back because that just um, um, doesn't, doesn't, it does not set you up <laughs> to be trusted, all right? Be willing to support the mission that you have or your vision or the guiding principles of the organization that you're creating or that you're a part of because you might have a boss You might have other leaders in different positions, and you might be a leader of others. But be willing to support the mission and the vision and the guiding principles. And if you don't have those, create them. Be open and honest in your communications. And remember I said about trust, how sometimes it can be difficult for some. And if you've lost trust in yourself or others, complete your agreements. Make make only agreements that you're willing and intend to keep. 
So a lot of times people make agreements. They're they're really they're, they're just trying to get you off your back, or you make you know yeah yeah I'll, I'll do that, or you know parents do that for their kids. Yeah yeah I'll get to it, but they don't come around and do it. So only make agreements that you're willing to do. Now, if for some reason you can't meet your agreement, clear it up very quickly. Clear up any broken or potentially broken agreements at the first appropriate time with that person. you got to clean it up. you got to go directly to the person you made the agreement with and renegotiate. Don't wait a month or don't go slink off somewhere. Don't shame yourself into a corner. Because I will tell you right now, as a conscious leader... I much prefer people to come to me and say, you know what, I broke the agreement and I need to renegotiate. I take responsibility. And can we just renegotiate on what's next? You know what, that is so respectful of me and them. It really is. And I would respect them so much more. And guess what, it teaches me that they're trustworthy, even though they broke the agreement. Now, if it's a pattern... Somebody's eating behind me. I don't know. I hear a lot of eating or crunching or something. So what's happening is even if you break the agreement, can somebody mute yourself, please, because I hear a lot of crunching and moving around. Or I'm going to have to mute you. Okay, thank you. So any broken agreement that you've made or someone's made to you, you want to really renegotiate that as fast as possible. So the other tool, that's a great tool, okay? That is an absolute tool to use because I'm going to respect you more because you're meeting your agree You're basically saying, hey, I'm taking responsibility. I could not make that agreement. The other thing is, and my husband tells me this all the time, don't commit others to doing something unless there's already an agreement. Okay? So if you've got a team you're leading or if you've got people or if in your business or in your family or whatever, don't commit others unless there's already an agreement to do it. They'll say, yeah, yeah, so-and-so will do it for you. And they have no idea, you know, you haven't even talked to them about it. That's probably a no-no. Another tool is if something, if there's an issue in your organization, look at the system first, not the people, because people really, really want to do well. So look at the system that you've set up. Is it a system that's created for a win? Or have you created a system that is setting people up to fail? So look at the system first, not the people. Make the correction on the system. Most people fire people and think it's, or get rid of them or whatever they do, and think it's the people. Most of the time, it's a system that has not been created for the win. So have a willingness to win and allow others to win, which is that win-win philosophy. Another tool is focus on what works. So please focus on the rest of this month. Focus on the things that are working, not the things that are not working, because you're going to create more. The more you focus on 
right? What you focus on expands. So focus on what works. And don't shoot the messenger. So if somebody comes into you in your organization and says, this is not working, don't shoot them because they came to you to tell you, give you some feedback. And the last tool I want to give you is maintain a sense of humor. <laughs> Always. <laughs> you got to have a sense of humor to go, you know, I can't believe this is happening now, but I'm sure there's a reason I'll find out someday. Yep. And if you maintain a sense of humor, humor is a very powerful uh, feeling and it's a very powerful vibration to be in. So I would say as a leader, you got to maintain the sense of humor and not be so serious all the time. So do whatever it takes to uh, not get so serious all the time whatever that looks like to you. I like to teach improv, so I like to teach kids, and that that creates a lot of humor for me. So do whatever that takes. I hope this has been powerful, and and I hope this hour has been um, uh, well, successful. There you go. I hope that this has been uh, a very... um, effective way of looking at what leaders are and what leadership is and I want you to go out and be the leader that you are even if you're afraid have the courage and so instead of saying goodbye because I don't like saying goodbye I just want to say thank you for being on the call and we'll say see you next time hopefully we'll see at Essence of Being so everybody just shout out see you next time See you, See you next time. time. Thank you, Bird. And mega blessings everywhere. Absolutely. Thank you, Bird. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome.